Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a fantastic start to your Friday, perhaps your weekend, what have you. Hope it's a great start to your weekend. Obviously, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast all as a part of the Battery Power Podcast Network, free on all podcast platforms. Make sure where you ever, wherever you listen to your podcast, you subscribe, you get the latest whenever a new podcast comes out. We certainly want to make sure that you get the best coverage possible from the Battery Power Podcast Network. You can also find us at BatteryPower.com as well as at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And it's nice to be able to say that once again as the Braves return to Atlanta tonight to begin a weekend series against the Marlins. The Braves getting a needed off day, their first off day of the season, and it involved a few roster moves, which we'll get into in just a moment. But the Braves return home having experienced their first road trip of the season, which likely will be one of their tougher ones as they faced San Diego on the road, they faced L.A. on the road. Three and four, all things considered, not the worst outcome. Obviously, you know, not the you know most desired, but the Braves come into this homestand versus the Marlins, and then after that going into next week versus the Cubs. And I think that there's three opportunities that certainly are here for the Braves to really get their season going in the right direction. For one, though the Braves have, you know, struggled against the Reds and the Marlins, they face two, you know, very talented teams, obviously, in the Padres and the Dodgers. The start to this season hasn't been, the, you know, hasn't been ideal. Uh, there's There's been some struggles at the plate. There's been a lot of bad luck. Um, there's been some inconsistencies when it comes to, you know, expected and unexpected sources when it comes to the pitching staff. But the Braves have an opportunity here over the next uh, 10 or so games, I believe, to really get their season going in the right direction. Three games against the Marlins, three games against the Cubs, and three games against the Rangers. Now, to be honest, obviously at the beginning of the season, every team is very much, you know, a a difficult team to beat. But on paper, and I just think logically, over the next three series, the Braves are the more talented team coming up against their opponents. If they could go perhaps six and three or better, or even get a five and four winning record going, that will really be a nice boost before the Braves go into the first two thirds of May, where the schedule is going to get a lot tougher in terms of their opposition. Obviously, uh, hopefully over some stretch of time, you're also going to get Ronald Acuna Jr. back in the fold as well. But the first thing that really stands out over the next 10 days or so is that the Braves, in terms of the competition that they're facing, they really have an opportunity to get a good groove going this season. The other thing that stands out about this weekend is that it's really an opportunity for the Braves to get some certainty about the back end of their rotation. This will be the third time through this season that the Braves have gone through the back end of their rotation. Obviously, tonight you will have Kyle Wright on the mound. Tomorrow night you'll have Ian Anderson. And then on Sunday you'll have Bryce Elder. They'll be they'll be challenging Trevor Rogers of the uh, Marlins tonight. It'll be Kyle Wright versus Trevor Rogers. Tomorrow night it will be Elicia Hernandez versus Ian Anderson, and then on Sunday for the Marlins, it'll be Jesus Lazardo versus um, 
Bryce Elder. So the Braves certainly are going to have the opportunity to see their starting pitching put them in a position to win each and every night. But the main point is this, is that is simply what the Braves are hoping for. They are hoping in this Marlins series to see the back part of their rotation get some consistency going in simply putting the Braves in a position to win night in and night out. If, if Kyle Wright can put together a third straight excellent start, that really is him reaching a point that he has not reached in his career where from a great spring training over to the start of the season, he has cemented himself as a part of this Braves rotation. Who's the real Ian Anderson st to start the season so far? He struggled in the spring, struggled in his first start, was outstanding in his second start. Can he put two straight starts together? And can Bryce Elder, for the third straight start, be able to be effective enough to limit the damage of the opposing offense and give the Braves what they need in order for the Braves offense to take over. So that's another really fun narrative to see this weekend. Can the young part of the Braves pitching staff, the back end of the Braves pitching staff that we came into this season thinking was going to be one of the bigger areas of uncertainty for this team, can they gain some certainty for a Braves pitching staff that certainly need it? And can we see the third, fourth, and fifth spots in the rotation already be claimed moving forward for the foreseeable future after a very good weekend series against the Marlins? That's also going to be interesting to see. And finally, it's the offense. You know, Chris Willis over at uh, BatteryPower.com wrote an excellent preview of the Marlins series, and he really highlighted really highlighted in the article the fact that you've got two teams right now that are all or nothing when it comes to their overall approach. You've got, again, the top half of the Braves order, Ozzy Albies, uh, Matt Olson, Austin Riley, Marcelo Zuna. Those top four are doing their job. They are absolutely performing to the best of the ability that they need to. But as I mentioned a few times, it's now the bottom of the order that really needs to stand out. Could that potentially lead to more playing time for an Orlando Arcia, who while obviously you don't expect for him to remain as productive moving forward as he has been to start the season, he at least has given the bottom of the order some type of life when he's been in the game. And in a series like this, in a series like this, where the Braves' offense should clearly be the area of advantage, the clear reason why the Braves are the better team in this series, you want to give your offense as much life as possible. Maybe you make a few adjustments to where you give a start to an Orlando Arcia when you don't expect for him, when you don't expect for him to start to try to get, infuse some life in the bottom of the Braves order. Those are the type of moves that really can make the difference in this series because in this series, especially with it being the back end of the Braves rotation that's up and due in the rotation to pitch these three games. The Braves have to do what they can do to gain as much advantage as possible. That is through their offensive talent compared to the Marlins. So a great opportunity for the Braves to really right the ship this season, get the results matched up with the efforts, and hopefully we could see the back end of the rotation really step up and we could see Kyle Wright, Ian Anderson, and Bryce Elder put a full claim on their spots in the rotation. Ian Anderson's there already, but we could at least see Kyle Wright and Bryce Elder put full claims into their spot in the rotation and the Braves can really give a needed boost to their season as they move forward into May. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. 
Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. On yesterday's edition of the Daily Hammer, we were taught I had talked about the end of the Sean Newcomb era with the Braves and that, you know, Tuki Tassant, who had been called up um, in a corresponding move in recent days, you know, it was his opportunity to really see if he could finally capitalize, get cons- get some consistency going, you know, because he was out at, kind of at a crossroads, similar to Kyle Wright, similar to Sean Newcomb entering this season. Obviously, one direction is Kyle Wright, who has seemed to have solidified himself a rotation spot, especially if he can perform well tonight against the Marlins, or Tuki Tassant could have gone the way of Sean Newcomb, struggled out of the gate, and obviously potentially see his time, you know, really with the Braves potentially come to an end in time. Well, it looks like Tuki Tassant is going to have to wait for that opportunity as on Thursday, both he and Dylan Lee were optioned back to AAA, and the Braves were able to welcome back Jesse Chavez, who they had acquired from the Cubs in the trade for Sean Newcomb. But of course, Jesse Chavez is not the only member returning to Atlanta tonight from the 2021 World Series team. Late regular season and postseason hero Jorge Soler will be returning to Atlanta for the first time. Jorge Soler signed a three-year, $36 million deal with the Marlins in the offseason. There was some speculation that he could have returned to the Braves, but he wound up getting a very good payday for his performance late last season and in the postseason with the Braves. He was able to get that with the Marlins. But the reason it's going to be exciting is because this is going to start a fun trend for 2022 in which when former Braves from last year visit Atlanta or when Atlanta visits former players this season. We're going to see many different instances in which players will be able to get their World Series rings. That likely will happen with Jesse Chavez and Jorge Soler this weekend. But certainly, Jorge Soler is more than deserving of the second World Series ring in his career. Jorge Soler last year coming in, and we talk about you know how all of the outfield additions that the Braves added were absolutely fantastic, absolutely significant with where the Braves outfield was before they made the moves at the trade deadline to where it was after. But it was really Jorge Soler's performance that stood out. When the Braves lost Ronald Acuna Jr. in the game before the, you know, two games before the All-Star break last year, one of the things that stood out was that whatever chance we had hoped the Braves may have of still remaining in the NL East race, you know, the thing that was understood was you're not going to replicate what Ronald Acuna Jr. can do. You're not going to find someone who's going to be that Ronald Acuna Jr. type impact. And there was not someone 
who was to that level, especially with the with Acuna performing at an MVP level in the first half of last season before his injury. But Dad Burnett, Jorge Soler, Soler certainly did his part to come as close as possible to making a to making a Ronald Acuna Jr. type impact. And what was a surprising move back last August, as many of us you know fondly remember. Brian Snicker, in my opinion, made one of the better moves of the regular season, putting Jorge Soler in the leadoff spot, that power-patience combination that you did not realize you had in Soler until he arrived to the Braves. Over his time with the Braves last season, in, 208, uh, in uh, 242 plate appearances, it, Jorge Soler hit 269 with a 358 on base percentage and a 524 slugging percentage, good for an 882 OPS. The 14 home runs and 242 at bats were 242 plate appearances were outstanding, but it was the 29 walks to 45 strikeout ratio that absolutely was outstanding as well. So again, Jorge Soler was not to the level of Ronald Acuna Jr., but he came pretty darn close, and every bit of it was needed for the Braves to be able to make the postseason, and then the rest is history. Jorge Soler delivering several, several big hits in the 2021 World Series, especially what many consider to be the knockout blow in the World Series, that mammoth three-run home run as the first runs of the game in Game 6 against Houston. So obviously it's going to be a lot of fun to see Jorge Soler return to Atlanta. He's going to have plenty of opportunities to do it over the next few years. You certainly hope he doesn't replicate his success from last year during his visits to Atlanta over the next few years, but it's going to be a lot of fun for the Braves and their fans to be able to really thank Jorge Soler for an outstanding performance, a needed infusion of patience and power that not only helped them get to the postseason, but once they arrived in the postseason, it stood out and made a difference and was a huge, huge reason why the Braves were 2021 World Series champions. Certainly hope you enjoyed the Braves being back in action tonight. Hopefully, the Braves can put together a good string of games to be able to get a series win against the Marlins and really help them out as they go into next week to face the Cubs. We'll be back with you tomorrow recapping Game 1 of the Marlins and Braves series here on the Daily Hammer. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, Road to Atlanta Podcast, all on the Battery Power Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcasts, as well as at BatteryPower.com and at BatteryPowerSBN.com on social media. My name's Sean Coleman. Always a pleasure. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, you've got the latest from Atlanta. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon here on the Daily Hammer. (laughs) 